Hello, hello. <laughs> You're listening to Living Alone Together, and I am your only host, Yen. So I guess I should start with an apology. I should have recorded something maybe last week or two weeks ago.、Um, I made the promise that、um, I would I would produce one episode、uh, per per week. Obviously, that did not happen in the past two weeks, and.、Um, I'm recording this episode so that, so that it's not too late before I just give up on everything. I won't give up. I'm not giving up.、Um, it's just that I kind of realize how difficult it is to be very consistent at this. Not just being able to sit down、um, and say something. It's also about having. Having a theme, I guess, for the podcast, and my theme is just very vague. That's why I kind of can say everything, but say nothing at the same time. So yeah, that's kind of a problem, and I'm trying to figure out a new direction for the podcast. I guess. That said, something good happened last week.、Um, someone from Bangladesh joined our podcast. That's pretty cool. So,、uh, welcome, and also thank you to all of those who downloaded、um, any previous episode. So, yeah, thank you.、Um, so, as I said, I I I I think I should figure out a new direction for this podcast. I should be more, maybe more specific,、um, or have a better. Sense of what exactly I want to talk about because I realized that every episode I kind of have two topics mixed into one, and just by the title of the podcast, sorry of the episode, it's really difficult to gauge what exactly I'm gonna say. I don't know how you feel about this.、Uh, I personally think that since it's a public journal, I should make it easier to trace my records and to document things. So I should really have. A better topic,、uh, a clearer and better topic every week. That said, I I still want to make it casual, not educational or anything、um, that has to do with news commentary, right? So, anyway, welcome back, all of you guys, and welcome back myself.、Um, so today, what am I going to talk about? I suppose I want to talk about um I want to talk about money a little bit and. What happened last week was that somehow my budget app got deleted from my phone. I don't know what I did to it, but just one one day it disappeared from my phone.、Um, normally, I have a few apps that are on the very first page, sort of the home screen of my of my phone. One of them is the budget app, so it's kind of nice. I basically.、Um, You know, I created、uh, a lot of categories, such as I don't know, dining, food,、um, transportation, electricity, blah blah blah, right? And what I do is I typically just record whatever I buy, and、um, and sometimes I realize I may need a new category. For example, recently I'm kind of into plants a little bit.、Um, well, actually, I'm not into plants. I just I bought three plants, all right, <laughs> and、um, I got a fern. I got some sort of tree, tiny tree.、Um, I don't even know the name of the plant. But the the thing is, because of these plants, I suddenly have this new category on my budget, and it's kind of nice. You can keep create、uh, listing things, or 
um, in the past, I added a new category called exercise, which is when I started thinking about going to the gym, and I paid this one-time, one-month payment for the, for gym membership. Obviously, that lasted only for a month, and I quit after a month. <laughs> But because of that, I I also have a category called exercise. And they're the standard.、Uh, I also have standard categories like dining, which includes everything from drinks to to grocery shopping to restaurant dining and all of that. There's another category called、uh, clothes, cosmetics,、uh, coffee has its own category, etc., etc. So I used to have this very neat app, and somehow last week it just got deleted.、Um, so that's kind of frustrating because. What I used to do with this budget app was I would,、um, from time to time, I would check my monthly expense. I don't record any income because my most stable income is my is my salary. Sometimes I sell some of my,、uh, the older things I have, and I don't really do any investment, and so I'm kind of lazy. And that's why I don't really need an income、um, income category. I don't. Record that I just have my expenses, and now I used to just check for every month how how much I've, I I spend in a month, and sort of what what did I buy more and what did I buy less every month, and it's kind of interesting to see how I'm spending,、uh, but more importantly I trace how fast this month passes by by looking at my dining category. So. I typically have a budget of, let's say, how much is it? Maybe three thousand USD for a month of dining. Is that is that reasonable? No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Definitely not three thousand. Sorry, I'm just converting. Um, yeah, no, about four hundred to five hundred. Yeah, about four hundred USD. Um, of budget for my dining, so that includes, as I said, grocery shopping, anything related to food, drinks, beer, wine. Everything goes into that budget. So four hundred dollars USD is my budget for dining, and so、um, sometimes the date doesn't really count as much as my dining budget. So if I see that oh I've spent two hundred dollars this month, it means、uh, it's probably being Um, half a month, right? So it's pretty consistent how much I spend on food. So that's again four four hundred USD instead of three thousand. I don't know what I was saying. Um. So yeah. So that's kind of fun to chase the the progress of a month by looking at my dining budget, and also to see how much clothes I'm buying or my um special. Entertainment stuff or new electronics and stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of sad that my budget app got deleted and all my records got deleted. Um, but then, um, during the time when I had no budget app and I had no, I didn't record anything down. I was thinking, what's the purpose of having this budget app anyway? Is it to chase? Is it sort of like a money diary where I just trace how I'm spending? Or I thought in the beginning it should be about budgeting. It should be about controlling、uh, how much you're spending and maybe、um, ideally to save a little bit more, right? So I've been. <laughs> I kind of. It's kind of good that 
in a sense, it's good that my my app got deleted because it got me thinking about this and sort of how I should deal with money a little bit more. Because、um, I typically don't think about that too often. As I said, I don't do I don't do any investment. I don't do any you know extra. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> my only source of income is pretty much my salary, and I know it's that's not good. It's not what a responsible adult would do, but it's just that my my work last year was. Um, well, had been too stressful for me to do any kind of、um, thinking, and without thinking, it's better not. You know, you better not go into any kind of investment without any real time to think, right? So, anyway, excuses, excuses. I just did not do any research, and I don't plan on doing that anytime soon. My belief is that. The best income is still your primary salary, which should be derived from your skills. And if you can find a good job with a good base salary, I suppose that's、um, a better strategy than spending a lot of time to make sure you don't lose too much money on your stocks and stuff like that. So anyway, that's just that's just my personal financial thinking, which could be tremendously off. But in any case.、Um, I am at this stage of life, sort of a low-risk person. I don't, I don't want to take too too many risks. So, budget seems like an important thing for me. Then, if I want to save a little bit more, I gotta budget a little bit more wisely. Now, the thing is, the thing is. Um, when I started using that budgeting app, which was exactly before I started my my new job, I I did I was pretty specific about how much I want I wanted to spend. I was like, okay, right, exactly four hundred USD for for dining because it's important to maintain your health and etc. etc.、Um, and then、um, exactly this much for phone and internet. Exactly this much for entertainment and all that. But in the end, I just keep spending more <laughs> than my budget, and、um, the thing is, I still survive. It's just I'm not saving as much as I would like to, and、um, and it doesn't really hurt. It, you don't really feel that、uh, physically when you're not saving as much, and that's why it's so difficult to save. I think. So I don't know what to do now. I'm thinking I should devise a, a new system, or sort of rewire myself, and or actually stick very true to my budget. I don't know what to do, because the thing is, ultimately, I think there are several things tied to money spending, right? To to your spending habits, right? So for a person who spends a lot on exercise. Um, on exercising or or on food,、um, you know, it doesn't really mean that you are living a better, a healthier lifestyle, right? It doesn't really mean that. Or for a person who spends tremendously little,、um, there's no guarantee that you are living well enough such that your saving will be used the way you want. To use in the future. In other words, suppose you do save a lot, and you,、um, and yet you sacrifice your health or something because you're not buying the best quality foods, or you're not、um, sort of treating yourself well enough. Maybe some other problems pop out and pop out, pop up, <laughs> and 
they affect your health or something like that. I don't know. Who knows? So, money is a tricky thing, eh? So I don't know how to think about this. But I do, I do aim to save a little bit more,、um, not for retirement, but really just for a sense of security, or rather.、Um, I think cash is just the most useful thing, so that's why I'm not entirely sure about stocks and and things like that. Fine, it's just an excuse. Okay, where where was I? So how do I how can I budget a little bit better to actually save a little bit more cash and、um, to also, but but to the extent that it's not sacrificing my well being or. Um, happiness, right? And I think ultimately that is a philosophical question, which is about the question of happiness, right? I think ultimately, yes, we do want to be happy, but you you kind of need to think about what makes you happy and how how expensive、uh, literally your happiness is, and the question of how much money can actually buy you happiness and all of that. And now that is a whole lot.、Uh, it's a whole lot of difficult questions that I bundle together, which I just cannot answer today.、Um, but I do want to explore this topic a little bit. So the idea is, how should I budget things so that I、um, can,、uh, in a way, achieve maximum happiness? Um, and. Um, That's kind of interesting, isn't it? And I think that's worth discussion. So,、um, that's worth some dis- discussion. So, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed? Where should I start? I think, I think, as I said, the most consistent spending of mine is、um, dining, and I typically don't limit、um, how much I'm spending on dining because I. As I said, I have a ba- budget of about four hundred USD on grocery shopping, but I typically don't spend that much. I only spend about t- like three、um, hundred or two hundred and fifty most of the time, and so I'm not eating as well as I would like myself to.、Um, so that's kind of a problem. So problem one: How should I adjust my my eating or cooking habits so that I I um. Basically, live a little bit healthier, right? The second thing, and that's the basic thing, right? After that, we can talk about the more、um, spiritual level of spending, which would、um, maybe at time more into your happiness. So, dining, I I would say, I don't want to limit the budget for dining because、um, I never exceeded that budget anyway to start with. Um, another category, like some of the other basic categories, include I suppose phone and internet. I spend about converting to USD about thirty USD dollars or a thousand Taiwanese dollars、um, every month on my phone plus internet. So everything related to my four G connectivity, to my wireless, to my home phone, and to Wi Fi at home. All of these add up to about. Thirty U.S. dollars, right? I think that's reasonable because、um, when I used to live in Canada, it was much more expensive, <laughs>、um, and the quality isn't as good. Anyway, so I think phone and internet counts as the basic,、uh, as as my basic spending. I'm not gonna change that.、Uh, what else counts as basic? So electricity, I'm not gonna limit that, and、um, I suppose. 
I suppose that's it. Everything else is up to debate, right? So I think about 500 USD um, is sort of standard spending, like the minimum spending, and plus obviously my rent. Um, so here in Taiwan, where I'm living, the rent is about, um, it's pretty good, it's 200 USD per month, okay? So rent plus grocery plus electricity, phone and internet, all of that, I suppose adds um, add up to, I would say, okay, 400 grocery, 200 rent, 600 plus everything else. Maybe about 700 USD is minimum minimal required spending um, for me, okay? So the rest is like luxury spending, I would say. And I think this is where I need to limit things. Um, and now, because I lost my data, I cannot tell you for sure how much I spend on all of the other stuff. But let's just start with the obvious category, clothes and cosmetics, I suppose. Um, for clothes, I think we talked about this in the veil of, not veil of ignorance, the veil of civilization episode where we talk about how maybe unnecessary some of our uh, work attire is or just code really is and how we spend so much more money just to uh, put on this facade of civilization by you know wearing work clothes versus casual clothes and by wearing work shoes versus casual shoes and I think this is how we can limit our spending I this okay let me fix that this is how I can limit my spending on clothes um i I don't have a very precise sense of how much I spent on clothes last year, but I think um like I, I buy new clothes every two to three months, I think. Because, in a way, I think clothes are the fastest way to change your image. In a very, yeah, um, in a very short period of time, you get to change how you feel about yourself. Um, and clothes is the, is the way to go. And that's why I kind of spend a little bit of money every two to three months on clothes. Um, and um, I whenever I buy new clothes, I throw out, throw out old ones uh, for the obvious reason that I don't have that much space and I don't want to take a, see a pile of clothes <laughs> um, in my closet, right? So um, now that is a category where I could save a little bit more, I suppose, um, by no longer dividing the work versus casual attire i just wear the same thing all the time i think that works right so maybe i can limit that um another category is i suppose electronics um because in the past year i i sort of <laughs> i'm really into gadgets and stuff and so i um occasionally i buy new gadgets for example a new vacuum cleaner or um a new oven or something like that of course i won't buy new things for the sake of it but i just keep searching for what what am i like what i'm missing in my in my in terms of you know what what i'm missing in my house and obviously uh perhaps i don't need to spend that much on electronics anymore because i i have most of them <laughs> most of the things i want um now uh, um the curious thing is you know when i you know, now that I, I lost my data, I honestly cannot remember 
what I spent in the past year and how that's con- that contributed to my happiness or the lack of happiness. And so that's a really mysterious thing. And I think in the end, that may be a good that may be good evidence that money cannot buy happiness. Maybe that's my stance now because because um I think um obviously I'm not I'm not too poor and I do have il- uh, enough leisure to do things like this like like the podcast. But um but I think it's kind of interesting how I spend so much time thinking about, um, you know, what to buy and what are the nice things and where to go, how much money I'm spending, and yet, in the end, these things don't really contribute directly to my sense of happiness. Um, because if they did, if they did, I think I can quickly uh, recall how I'm spending the past in the past year, right? Because, because I think as as a homo sapiens, if you know that doing something is going to make you happy, why don't you just repeat whatever you're doing over and over again? Um, of course, unless you're referring to Freudian analysis where he talked about, what is it, compulsive repetition where you go back again and again to revisit your misery just to make sure that, um, just to make sure that misery will be produce and to check that if you could change the situation by doing like the same thing and whether you can get happiness instead of misery um, by doing the same thing anyway that's Freudian we're not going to talk about that today the point is I suppose if I know you know for example that uh, drinking beer makes me happy I would I would be able to do that over and over again um, and I would you know, I can track my spending very quickly and easily because I know, ah, because beer makes me happy, I will always go back and get beer, right? Um, but that is not happening at this moment, right? I don't, I cannot recall if there is any element of my spending that is directly contributing to my happiness or that the lack of something is directly contributing to my unhappiness. So that's a surprising finding. So today, somehow, I've discovered something new, which is that money doesn't buy happiness. Yay! (laughs) Okay, joking aside, I think that's a good phenomenon to analyze um, because I really cannot pinpoint um, exactly what kind of spending is making me happy and what kind of spending is just um is totally unnecessary and i and i was mistaken about um how it could bring me happiness right um if i do want to if i can say something i would definitely say um coffee and beer or alcohol these two things directly contribute to my um, well-being but then the effect is very short term and um, I you know obviously when I'm uh, I, when I'm dying I'm not going to look back in my life and say you know what the best thing in my life was to have beer and or coffee right so so that's an interesting question there's a gap there between um, satis- being satisfied temporarily versus being happy due to the short-term satisfaction and so that is a mystery that we can solve together by thinking a little bit more in this episode (laughs) right um 
So yeah, so that's one thing. Beer and coffee, maybe they do contribute to short-term, immediate pleasure. But I wouldn't say that these are、um, criteria of my happiness. I wouldn't say that you know one day without beer I'm miserable or one day without coffee I'm miserable. I I cannot honestly say that, right? And they will not factor into my formula for. Happiness. Okay, what else is in the potential formula that we can examine? I would say, I would say, um, the, uh, books. So that's an interesting category as well. I do have a budget for for books, but I don't use it very much. <laughs> I. Have been reading a lot less、um, ever since I started this full-time job.、Um, not because I don't have any time; that's a lame excuse. But mostly because I stop, I stop deriving, I I stop being satisfied by reading,、um, and that's a mystery as well. I don't know why. I don't know what happened to me,、um, and、um, what I could say is that. Before this full-time job, when I was still a student, in、um, or when I was doing part-time job,、um, I used to. There was, I think, I had distinct memories of feeling content and satisfied during and after reading, and it's very, very. It's a very, very strong sense of satisfaction.、Um, that said. Um, overall, I wouldn't say that my time when I would I read cons uh consistently was happier than my time not reading consistently. Which is to say, again, books are another thing that are like beer, um, and and coffee, where they provided very immediate, although not not as immediate, but somewhat still immediate satisfaction and pleasure, but. That kind of pleasure, at least to me personally, isn't long term, and that is another. That's an interesting phenomenon, I would say, because well, coffee and beer. It's pretty clear that it could be completely physical, though. There's an element of sort of vibe creating,、um, surrounded by you know. There's a sorry. There's an element of vibe creating.、Um, Through having beer or coffee, right? You would, you would imagine yourself. Ah, this is like a nice morning. You are a business person, and you're starting your day with a fresh cup of coffee, or ah, you're ending your day with a, I don't know, fresh cup of beer <laughs> or something like that. So, so there is a sense of vibe creating,、um, with with beer and coffee. But I think most of the thing, with coffee and beer, is still it's still pretty much physical. Now with books, it's it's interesting that they boil down to the same effects. I think books are much more, let's say,、um, you know, mental, or they have to do with your your thinking than your body. But、um, but the effect isn't very long lasting either, at least to me. So I do read novels and. I do. I used to derive a lot of pleasure、um, from reading them. During reading them, especially,、um, I don't write any book reviews or anything like that after reading them. So maybe my、um, satisfaction 
stayed with the moment, stayed at the moment of reading. But um, yeah, in the end, I feel like reading books boils down to the same thing as drinking coffee, where it's during the moment that you feel satisfied, and yet um, in the long run, you won't even remember um, what kind, what brand of coffee made you happy. Books, maybe if you read, if you read a really impressive book.、Um, Yeah, you can remember that, and there are a few novels that you you're just gonna return to throughout your life, I suppose. But most of the books, if you're a regular reader, I think they're not gonna、um, linger in your mind that long. And so, so that's interesting. So we're gonna <laughs> sorry to the book lovers out there, but I, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say that books are also not part of the formula for happy for happiness. I think when I'm 90 and looking back in my life, I'm not gonna say, yeah, this re- this novel is what makes my life、uh, complete <laughs> or anything like that. I'm not gonna say things like that, right? So formula, sorry. So for our formula for happiness, at least for my formula, I'm taking out books and coffee and. And beer,、um, although just like they, they were the first things I thought about when I thought about happiness, and then in the end, they were the first to be, be、um, taken out of.、Um, that's kind of sad. So that's surprising. So it seems like my happiness doesn't consist of books or beer or coffee, and yet these are the things that people often. Discuss, I guess, and share with each other. So then, it must be something else, eh? So, can I say that I'm wasting a lot of money by spending on books or coffee and and beer? I wouldn't say so, but um, I would say yeah, maybe I could um. Either I could try to derive more meaning from these moments, or I could sort of direct my attention to something else、um, for that temporary moment of happiness. Right. So what else is is in my formula, or potentially in my formula? So f- so far, there's nothing in my formula. <laughs> um, I think, I think. It's pretty evident that watching movies or、um, listening to music. I think these are also part of the、um, good experience box, like books and movie. Sorry, books and coffee and beer. But I think if you go through the analysis, they're not going to be part of your happiness formula either.、Um, although I would say music is a big part of my life. Um, but how exactly I cannot pinpoint. I would just say that they are, they do、um, get a lot of my attention, and yet they are solely for myself. I don't really discuss music with any other pe-、uh, people. Sorry, I don't discuss music with friends or anyone else, um, and um, they're truly just like. A really immediate source of pleasure, I suppose. Music to me is more like coffee and beer to me as well, right? So it's more of a physical thing, I suspect. So that's kind of sad, because、um, somehow things that I spend money on aren't and, and time, not just money, 
aren't exactly going to factor into my formula. They're not part of the formula. So then that's curious because I wouldn't say that I have, I'm having a miserable life. I wouldn't say that I'm totally unhappy. So I must, there must be some other source of my happiness, which I cannot pinpoint. I think a good potential source would be obviously friends and spending time with others or just talking and good conversations, I think. But let's let's take good conversations. I think if you take good conversations and you sort of analyze what's going on while you were while you are having good conversations, I think it's somehow parallel or rather it's somehow very similar to reading a book or having a good cup of coffee or beer because it's about the vibe and it's not really about what you're talking about. It's about the vibe you have with the other person and sort of there is a stimulant sort of a stimulating effect while you're having a good conversation you do wonder in your mind a little bit what to what to say next and what's the next topic and i think that's a good mental exercise just like you read just like reading and physically i think it gives you some sort of same pleasure as drinking coffee and stuff so that's a curiosity so it's a free form of happiness in a way but yeah i think ultimately it's about pleasure then so that's kind of weird so then i i'm not going to believe that pleasure is the ultimate formula sort sort of element in our formula for happiness because that wouldn't make sense um there must be something more than pleasure that brings at least me happiness or else you know at least i'm i'm refusing to believe that pleasure is ultimately the source of my happiness although you know when you boil down your own budget or you look at what everyone is spending money on you kind of need to suspect that pleasure is a good candidate for for your formula um don't you so that's a mystery to me and I'm not sure if I could figure this out in this episode. I don't want to believe that pleasure is the ultimate source or the ultimate equation uh, for happiness. Um, and yet, I, I'm still yet to find evidence that supports otherwise, right? If not pleasure, what is the element that is uh, sort of anyone's source of happiness? That's kind of interesting. Um, and most of the time, I think our economics is ultimately pleasure-based, right? I think everyone more or less spends to 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 get that dopamine effect, either immediately or what they imagine to be um, to be coming in the in the near future, right? If you buy a ticket for base a baseball game, if you buy a ticket for a movie, if you buy a new bag, if you do anything material, yeah, it's ultimately probably related to dopamine or to pleasure. And then if you spend anything on um, connection with friends or let's say lovers, <laughs> um, I think it is sort of akin to reading or having a good conversation and so that's the same and if you if you think about it deep down it is also pretty physical that kind of pleasure um or rather 
it is ultimately still pleasure. Sorry, even though it's not exactly physical, right? You get that pleasure because you get stimulated somehow. You get new ideas,、um, and I think that kind of stimulant is not that different from the stimulant of nicotine or having caffeine or something like that. So that's curious. That's a curious fact. Can we just really say that ultimately our happiness derives from pleasure? I don't want to believe that, but I'm I'm still struggling <laughs> to find evidence that supports the otherwise.、Um, so yeah, so we have two things: either more of a vibe creation thing with books and friends and conversations, or a very direct physical stimulant type of thing. And these are the main sources of happiness, I suppose. I don't know. Now that's kind of depressing, right? This thought that ultimately everything boils down to the physical, or ultimately everything boils down to this thing we call pleasure, right?、Um, this is reminding me of another thing. I think in, instead of instead of maybe treating、um, uh, sort of the essence of these activities、um, as pleasure, we could maybe treat it as A sense of a sense of renewal or a sense of unknown. Let me explain that a little bit. So, let's say, yeah, of course, every day you drink a cup of coffee to get the caffeine and to get the the vibe that you know I'm 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 this fantastic business person. Blah blah blah. Fine.、Um, yet, I think the essence of that pleasure. Um, it's not just physical. I think the essence of that pleasure could be the fact that you are renewing yourself every time you do, like every time you do that, you pick up the coffee or you drink the coffee,、um, or the same with reading. Like every time you pick up a new book, you are regenerating, sort sort of resituating yourself into a into a different world and、uh, re. Creating some sort of new perspective, although it's definitely still you. Your perspective is ultimately still yours. But by reading new things, perhaps what you're really doing is renewing your memory or renew, rewiring a little bit, just a little bit, your previous knowledge of the world. And I think, yeah, you could say that drinking coffee and um, um, reading a book or Talking to friends or having a great conversation or great sex, whatever it is,、um, ultimately it's about it's about pleasure. But I think if you break the pleasure down, pleasure becomes very a very vague concept. And I think what is more specific is the fact that behind all of these forms of pleasure, it's about recreation or renewal or or stepping into some sort of unknown, right? Um, because the effect of the caffeine you had yesterday would would fade would fade, and you kind of have to regenerate it. The same thing with your conversation with friends.、Um, what you talked about may no longer be、um, relevant today, and you do have to renew your information with each other, right? So maybe we can say the sense of unknown and excitement is ultimately the source of happiness. And I thought of that because in the movie Before Sunset, I believe, where、uh, Celine and Jesse are in that cafe talking about 
stuff. Um, Celine said something about um, uh, being in Poland or yeah, some uh, Soviet Union um, parts of the world, and she said that she didn't have any stimulant. She didn't have any. Sorry, she she didn't see much of uh, advertisement, and she felt so peaceful. And she said something about, and yet sometimes she felt like if you no longer desire anything, um, it's a form of depression. And I think that reminds me of, um, yeah, that is sort of, I think a really relevant. Pe- uh, point where instead of thinking about happiness, we can think of what really counts as depression, which is the lack of desire. I think, and the lack of energy, the lack of excitement, the lack of any hope. And I think ultimately, if we flip that over, we could say that um, happiness in the end is having a sense of hope, which means to forget whatever was not. Good in in the past, right? Having a sense of hope and also having,、uh, you know, being excited, looking forward to things, and、uh, looking forward to being renewed mentally and physically. And I think that that is a better definition than pleasure, or or rather, I think I could say that that sense of unknown is ultimately what makes things pleasurable. So that's good. We, I, I made progress. <laughs> so yeah. So now, now back to the ultimate question: How can I save more while achieving, um, while being as happy, or at least not, yeah, not becoming more depressed and not being not well? <laughs> um, I think ultimately I have to figure out what gives me the most sense of unknown. With the least amount of money, and I think that is sort of my new formula for happiness and my new budgeting、um, idea. I'm gonna budget according to that idea that you know I better be spending things on um I I sorry I better be spending money on things that will make me um go into the unknown and to get. Stimulated, not just stimulated, but to to be renewed by doing it, right? So, I think that's also why I spend so much money on gadgets because these are new things, and not just new. They have new. They are fun. They have functions that seem a little bit too high tech for me, and that's the、uh, part of the the gadget that really made me happy.、Um, I think. If I want to revise my budgeting to maximize the effect of money or spending,、um, I gotta take a look at、um, at this renewal, the idea of renewal and rejuvenating yourself. And I think that that could work. I think if I figure out what exactly is gonna give me the most sense of.、Um, Um, refreshing myself in a short period of time, I could spend more money on that stuff and less money on things that are not gonna bring me that kind of excitement or that are not gonna propel me into that. No, I think that's a good analysis. <laughs> I like this analysis, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with it. So that's my new plan. That's what I'm gonna do with my um new um. Budget app. I'm gonna create budget according to 
how much this thing is gonna make me discover new things, and that is how I'm gonna be happy, I suppose. <laughs> All right, so this was a productive episode.、Um, I like this episode because I really have discovered something new by <laughs> by recording this episode. So yeah, podcast. Back to the very first topic we talked about today, which is whether or not I should have a better direction and how can I get a better direction for this podcast. Perhaps the answer is I'll just leave it like this, right? Because if I set a topic, I can never, you know, I I will need a lot of lame excuses to talk about something else. And why do we have to restrict ourselves like that? So um, yeah. But still, I want to go back on track and try to record every week at least every um. Yeah, I'm gonna record a new episode every week. All right. So,、um, yeah, if you want to discuss things with me,、uh, feel free to email to livingalonetogether at tuta nota dot com.、Um, I'm looking forward to、uh, speaking with all of you guys、um, next week. Next week. Next week. All right. Thank you. Have a happy evening. Bye bye.